0: Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is
1: SoFlowRadio.com.
2: Take off your hat! Raise your right hand. Will you get rid of that hat? Do you
3: solemnly swear to tell truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Huh? Do you solemnly swear to tell truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Are you trying to give me the double talk? Do you solemnly swear to tell truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth?
1: Why don't you answer
4: him?
5: He's talking pig Latin. I don't know what he's saying.
4: He's asking you if you swear No, to...
5: but I know all the words.
4: He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, judgy Wudgie. Kindly address this court as your honor, and take the oath. Do you
0: solemnly swear to tell the truth truth, that other than the truth? Certainly. What have I got to lose?
2: water, baby. Love <laughs> that stuff. Good afternoon and welcome to the Ton. I am Tony C. And of course, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth, a man with eight wheels on the floor and his head in the clouds as he leads a centipede of skaters around the rink. Say hello to J. Uh, Hi, hello there. <laughs> this is one of those groups, this, this groove in the background right now. I When I originally heard what this is sampled from I knew somebody's going to take this groove and sample it And I got a story about that a little later on It's great stuff, man It's originally a uh, sample from a John Schofield song called Hot and so I'm on that tour. How you doing, compadre? I'm doing great you How know, you doing? I'm doing good Remember, la- on the last show, we're talking, you know It had been, like, brutally hot So it, it had just started to rain that day Little did we know yeah. That, it was, that it wouldn't stop. Was it you that posted the video of the guy uh Yeah, airboating. Airboat, airboating. The guy's uh, airboating around like a uh, Up west. and down the
6: streets in Davie. It was Davie. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure out west Davie, they had actually designated certain parts of it as no wake zone.
6: I posted that for... I have a lot of friends outside of South Florida, mostly in Montana, so I like who, to give great. them some insight right. because the locals saw that and went, oh yeah, huh? huh right, <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. Sure. Oh, I was expecting a kayak, but yeah, airboat, I'm in a hurry. Yeah, yeah and you know, that's the thing, people who
2: don't live down here it's hard to understand, but you know, basically the entire state is at sea level, and on one side we've got the Atlantic Ocean, the other side we've got, we've got the swamp, we've got the Everglades, and it rained ten inches in mm-hmm. one day.
6: The water's got nowhere to go. It's here. got nowhere to go. I have no so options. Everything
2: <laughs> floods like immediately. I was uh, yeah. I told you this I was house for my friend and uh you know I I come home and there's a turtle. There's A, turtle. Like a sea turtle. Like how mm-hmm. many little turtles a big ass sea turtle and every time I went over to try and grab it, it would, you know, go all the way down, it would dive down. People were like, Oh you gotta get it out of there, the chlorine's gonna kill it. Well, I made a little ramp thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it you know, if the I ramp. went away, it would yeah. use the ramp. Because it couldn't get out of the... Once it fell in, it couldn't get out. The water level wasn't high enough. Yeah, well, by today, by the morning, the water level was definitely high enough. It, the water level had literally risen in the pool, like three inches yeah. or something at that point.
6: So, you know, I got up in the morning, turtle was gone. Yep. You know, yep. So that well, worked. you might get another one today.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's turtle
6: well, look, weather out well, there. Yeah, absolutely. Again. I mean, it is definitely... <laughs> <laughs> there is a storm...
2: But it's been raining pretty much ever since. You know, that was a lot of rain. There's like two two or three days of just brutal, I mean, deluge, I believe, is the proper term. Uh, Let me see. We got a lot of stuff to get to today, though, so we really need to get to it. Let me see. What do we got here? We got uh, the Chinese get the munchies and resort to bags of Bob Dylan. Uh, Why we may not get a heads up on the next hurricane or, for that matter, be able to clean up after it. Uh, my man George over here is going to explain why what's new is actually really, really old when it comes to Trump's yeah. Cuba conundrum.
6: Yeah, yeah, and is Cuban, that a, Cubanism that, in general, yeah. All
2: right. what, al- what else? Uh, let me see what else we got here. Oh, Kansas. That's Love it. it. Did you. I say more? The, the argument is over. That's it. A one-word description for legislative incompetence on a clusterfuck scale. Uh, let me see. Also, we're going to try and figure out if the dull roar... In the wake of a Republican congressman getting shot, is a march towards civility in our discourse or just white noise?
6: That was good. Did you make that up yourself? I did. No spoiler alert needed there. And
2: I'm going to explain why the proposed
6: 2018
2: budget is bad for bodegas. Okay. Yeah. Of course, all of that is going to be cocooned. Within two hours of the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air, including Tom Morello going Babe Ruthian with a Jelly Benitez Swirl, back-to-back with new material from Gene Pritzker and Groove Possessed, plus comic recall of Watergate from Robert Klein, just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood. Florida. That means it's just past 8 o'clock in the morning on the tallest mountain on the planet. Yeah, baby, shout-out to the... Big Island, Ohana of mine. That means just past seven o'clock at night in Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. And. Yes. Just past eight o'clock in Bedingestrand Sweden. <laughs> Big shout out to my bra, Duncan, and the rest of the Nordic Grooveteers. That's right, mate. I've got some scorches for your
6: ass. Love your donuts there, Duncan. You love
2: your. Don- <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, yo, Gramps, man. You all strapped in with your finger on the mouth I'm ready. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
5: middle,
1: yep, Moni in the middle. In the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yo, Moni, where is she? Moni in the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yep, Moni in the middle. In the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yo, Moni, Moni, where is she? Moni in the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yep, Moni in the middle. In the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yo, Moni, Moni, where is she? Moni in the middle, Moni in the middle. In the middle, yep, Moni in the middle. In the middle, Moni in the middle. This was in the middle, that the money, were elected. money in the middle, money, money in the middle, money money the middle, the middle, the
0: middle, the the and uh, appointed their appointees, and nine months into the year became massively retarded. Well, I don't know. It was my job, but I didn't see it. I, well, I guess I was overzealous. And, well, maybe I was overzealous, or O.Z., as we call it in the professor. It's natural for us to be overzealous sometime. Well, the best of my recollection, it may have been the unwitting overzealousness of an inoperative band of recollections. You know, I think we're being entirely too suspicious. Why would anyone think that the tape would be tampered with? What kind of kooky, crazy, nutty idea? Just because Haldeman gets a chance to take the tapes home. It could get him 20 years. Then, when the committee found out he took it home? They said, Mr. Haldeman, you took it home? <laughs> and he said, yeah, The yeah. <laughs> best of my yeah, yeah. He's got nice, gentle eyes, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah in my opinion there was always a hum that we're not entitled to know everything <laughs> this is top secret code they gotta run the government Nixon and Haldeman and Ehrlichman were having a conversation and Nixon said
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Haldeman went
8: <laughs> and Ehrlichman went
0: <laughs> and Rosemary Woods was typing the whole thing down as quickly as she could Quite an acrobat, Rosemary Woods. Uh, well, Your Honor, the phone rang as usual, and suddenly my hand went up here, my foot went here, my nose went there. I think my teeth did it. I think my. Te- well, I know it is ten feet spread, Your Honor. Um, I am from a circus family. I don't know if this is generally known. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we were a circus f- The Flying Woods. And, uh, Rosemary Woods did say that she was at Camp David and she was transcribing these tapes. And President Nixon just came over the office to say hello and saw how hard she was working and began to, quote, play with the tape recorder for a few minutes. <laughs> now, he is known to be an amateur pianist, I know, but... <laughs> Rosemary, look out the window. Hey! <laughs> Kick it and break it! <laughs> What's that, Mr. President? Nothing. Rosemary, look at the snow up Camp David. It's gorgeous. <coughs> <coughs> Pull the plug out, rip the tape up. Come here, Rover, eat it. Oh, Mr. President, what happened to the time? You know what I mean? These brilliant evasions. You know, Ehrlichman, when he was in front of those committees and stuff, he's this eager man with his mouth always moving and this frown of attentiveness. He has the bullshit ready before the question is through. <laughs> In the middle of the question, <laughs> yes, Senator. I uh, yes, uh, I know what you're uh, asking. Pro- I knew you'd ask that. It's a good question. Uh, 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 uh. They asked him a question, Mr. Ehrlichman. Did you ask your subordinate to uh, throw that briefcase in the Potomac River with the evidence? And he said, "Well, uh, Senator, not necessarily the contents of the briefcase, but the briefcase itself." <laughs> briefcase itself. <laughs> I try to concoct a story one afternoon. How could that work? What do you need to throw it in the river for? If you don't like it, you throw it away. Give it away. Well, hello, Bill. This is John Ehrlichman at the White House. Yeah, you know that scuffed, ugly lizard briefcase? <laughs> the one with the broken strap. You even recognize is not it, isn't it? Throw it in the river. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, what's inside the evidence? That's the only copy too. No, no, don't throw that away. That's illegal. That's illegal, uh, Bill. Bring that back here, and uh, we'll have to give it to the court. You said could implicate me real good. Okay. When he found out they threw the whole thing in the river with the papers do he was fit to be tied. <laughs> the man was inconsolable. He went shoot. <laughs> The man went, gum by dern. The man went, can't I ever get a simple order followed around? He was just so furious. The best of our recollection, Senator, recollection is a word I heard three times till last spring. Certainly it was a festival of recollection. The best of my recollection, Senator, his recollection and my recollection are just not the same recollection. Yeah, I love the brilliant maneuvers though To watch it, it, it has its amusement Like the John Stennis Senator Stennis compromise the, uh, the court can't hear the tapes The people can't hear the tapes The Congress can't hear the tapes The judge can't hear the tapes But John Stennis can hear the tapes He's got the perfect credentials He's a 73-year-old senator from Mississippi Who's <laughs> just spent six months in a hospital A veritable Rip Van Winkle Perfect man <laughs> going to come out and listen to these tapes. He can't hear the dinner bell. His wife has to put it right next to his ear. John, dong, not Coming, darling, you know, the black servants in his house do bits. He's in the stillness. You can't hear shit. What's that, darling? What's that, darling? I'm coming, darling. Perfect man to move. What a brilliant maneuver in history that was. Why couldn't the tapes record that when President Nixon said to Alexander Haig, I'll get me a deaf senator, I'll do the rest.
2: Uh, an album that came out called Chant Down Babylon came out like uh 98 99 2000 somewhere in there. It's basically what these people did is they took all these Bob Marley songs, remixed them. And that particular one, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry, I mean, the uh, Stephen Tyler's unmistakable voice, you just can't, can't do that. I love that. It's a great, it's a, a great album. There's a whole bunch of really interesting um remixes of Bob Marley songs. They they did good stuff on that. There's another album that came out that's uh remixed Bob Molly stuff that I don't like. It's more of a I don't know, it's like a, a disco it's too disco-y. You know, it got too disco y on me. Before that didn't know you were a fan. Cold War Kids, baby. Yes. Hang me hang me up to dry. That's from uh Roberts and Cowards. Uh that was their first CD came out back in
6: 2000. Is that a tie in the Cold War kids because uh we're reactivating the Cold War with Cuba. Yeah, absolutely a yes. foreshadowing there. The
2: foreshadowing there we go. Teaser yeah. teaser really before that Robert Klein, the master, telling you how it gets done. Wallowing a Watergate from mind over matter. I G you know that's the, the whole thing. He's like this guy Ehrlich's me. he's got the bullshit ready before the questions even asked. Which I thought was absolutely perfect. For that, Moni Love. Moni in the middle from Down Earth, that was her first C D. She did a lot of uh work. She kinda got discovered. She's out of England, but she had been working here uh was on the first Queen Latifah album. I think I've even played that uh um what is it uh, you know? the women's song i did that after the women's march right. after after i bad the women's march i decided i had to play that before that surefire soul ensemble that's jenny's get down to 45 from last year those guys out of uh san diego they're gonna have a, a brand new full-length cd coming out soon you want to keep an eye out on that some pretty interesting stuff those guys are doing some some good remixes and kicking off the set 1000 mods electric car from repeated exposure Two which is their most recent CD. These guys are from Greece. Called it, uh what is it? Stoner Rock, which I thought was All pretty right. interesting. So, bunch of stuff caught my eye. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I'm not going to go into depth here. It's just nice to know. Yeah. It's very nice to know that some people are tuning in mm-hmm. to the yeah. Glovathon.
6: Um. Yeah, don't expect a royalty check. No. Don't expect absolutely. any credits. Yeah, no. no, no. That's, how, I mean, that's how it is in show business. Swag would be nice. Bill yeah. Maher, feel mm. free.
2: John Oliver, feel free. Joe Rogan. Sure. Joe Rogan, yeah. feel free. You and uh, was it uh, Wheeler Walker? I believe was his guest on that, on that particular show, talking about talking about Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin and the
6: shock thing. Yeah, and the same. whole thing. It was nice. It
2: was nice of them to basically repeat what you said verbatim. Which <laughs> I, I, I thought that was I thought that was sweet that they didn't really change any of the words. They they really. I thought that was very nice of them. That's a nice tribute. Yeah, it was absolutely nice. And of course, you know, in the same week, you got uh, Bill Maher and John Oliver both doing their thing on Cole, which of course i was talking about yeah. uh two weeks ago so basically here's the thing what's there, if you want to know what's gonna mm-hmm. what bill maher's gonna be talking about like next month mm-hmm. you just listen to the groove right.
6: listen to today's show
2: yeah listen to today's show listen to next maybe they'll week.
6: explain cuba to you yeah next month <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i i see that one coming up uh let me see uh what else oh we, you gotta love this one this this headline's always a lot of fun a neo-Nazi with explosives and frame photo of Timothy McVeigh is not a threat. Judge mm. rules. The interesting thing about this was that uh, this guy Brandon Russell, um, who uh, he admitted that he was trying to make a bomb. Uh, he had participated in neo-Nazi chat rooms where he threatened to kill people and blow up planes. When investigators went to his house, they found guns, ammunition, and white supremacist propaganda in the bedroom also a framed photograph of convicted oklahoma city bomber timothy mcveigh was on his dresser now prosecutors believe those reasons should keep russell behind bars while he waits trial on federal charges however a judge here in florida Mm -hmm. of course okay disagree and decided that russell can be released on bond now the interesting thing about this was uh, the judge uh, Judge Thomas McCown the Third, who is a uh, federal judge in Tampa, believes that there's clear there there's not clear and convincing evidence that Russell is a threat to the community. He was charged with uh, possession of unregistered destructive devices, unlawful storage of explosive materials. That's not enough. The interesting thing is is that the way this was discovered, Federal officials found out about Russell after his roommate, a former neo-Nazi, who Mm. is believed to have converted to Islam, admitted killing two other roommates. Devin Arthurs confessed that he shot his roommates for disrespecting his new faith. Mm -hmm. The 18-year-old also told police that all four of them who lived in the apartment in Tampa shared common neo-Nazi beliefs until he converted to uh, Islam. Now, Arthurs was arrested on May 19th. Police found his roommates, 22-year-old Jer- Jeremy Himmelman and 18-year-old Andrew Anishuk, with gunshot wounds in the head and upper body. They also found Russell, okay, crying outside their apartment after finding his roommates dead. This is the guy with the bomb-making materials. Yeah, okay. big pussy, okay? There's no crying in terrorism.
8: Thank you very much. Thank, yeah, thank that's you good. over that's here good. all
2: week for that one. So, you know, that's a Florida thing. You got to like that. Oh, this one, lots of fun here. China is using potato chip bags to sell Bob Dylan lyrics. A Chinese tech company, which is Tencent, is getting a flurry of internet attention after they revealed a series of Bob Dylan potato chip bags in eight different flavors. To be clear, the bags don't contain chips flavored like blowing in the wind. <laughs> oh, the rapier like wit. Uh. There aren't any actual chips in the bag at all. Instead, it's an elaborate marketing strategy being used to sell books of Bob Dylan lyrics translated into Chinese for the first time. Mm. So there you go. That's how they're doing it. And there's, uh, I've got a, there's like eight different ones here. I got to tell you, they chose some really cool pictures, you know, yeah. for these bags. Yeah, there's eight different ones there. Um, It's metaphorical nods to the Nobel Prize winner's embrace of the popular traditions of folk music, they said. company hopes to symbolically emphasize the lyrics' accessibility by allowing people to enjoy them even more now in China. So, there you go. Uh, let me see. Amazon bought Whole Foods. So what? Mm-hmm. Don't care. You know? Piss me off is at Fairway, which is a uh, market in New York that is fantastic. It's franchising. And they're starting to go down the hill. So, yo, Eric Sneddon, my man. He's manager at uh, Mm -hmm. Fairway. Straighten up. Fly right, man. Even my mom complained about something at Fairways when I was back home. Now, needless to say, it was about smoked fish. But that's a whole other thing. entirely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me see what else we got. Oh, hey, don't want y'all to think I've forgotten about the clusterfuck that is Kansas. Just because there are bigger clusterfucks to deal with. Um, Let me see what we've got here. The Kansas uh, budget bill anticipates brownback may resign elevating collier to governor's office now the interesting thing about this did i write this down yeah the office basically if he resigns mm-hmm. okay uh, you know after brownbacking everybody in the state they took it right to brownback baby took okay it right, and continue to um a uh, collier is the lieutenant governor mm-hmm. and so if uh, brownback resigns he becomes the governor and it says. The office of lieutenant governor has no official responsibilities other than to be on hand to succeed into the office of governor in the event of death or resignation. Mm. So that's who we're going to get now. Uh, let me see hurricane season started off uh this year you got to like that. We're now in hurricane season. Yep. There's one brewing in mm-hmm. the uh right now. Right outside 80, the window. Right outside <laughs> but right now in the uh Atlantic? in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh. Okay. 80% chance. 80% chance. Why not? Okay. There's nobody in charge of FEMA. Mm-mm. There's nobody in charge of NOAA, right? National Oceanographic Association.
6: Atmospheric Association.
2: Atmospheric, yeah. Okay, so basically, we're in a situation now where we not only will not get a heads up when the hurricane hits us, mm-hmm. but because there's no head of FEMA, after it wrecks the place, there's going to be nobody around to tell us how to clean the shit up.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: also, I don't know if anybody's paid attention to this, but have you seen what the weather is like in uh, Southwest, in the desert Southwest? I used to live in Phoenix and in Lake Afosu. I
6: 120! I, 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 oh, okay. Well, better them than us. A Although we're right they, they.
2: And 20 is yeah. what they're expecting for like a couple of days. That shit's off the chain, pal. Okay? I remember telling somebody when I was out there, I was like, yeah, it's a dry heat. And the guy goes, yeah, so it's a tandoori oven. You don't <laughs> see me putting my couch <laughs> and television in there. Uh, This one caught my eye because it kind of pleased me greatly. Uh, Agnes Gund sells a Lichtenstein to start criminal justice fund. In January, rumors swirled that the art collector and patron, Agnes Gund, had sold her prized 1962 Roy Lichtenstein masterpiece for a whopping $150 million, placing it among the 15 highest known prices ever paid for an artwork. She confirmed it. She sold it for $165 million, which includes fees, for a specific purpose, to create a fund that supports criminal justice reform and seeks to reduce mass incarcerations in the United States. This new, it's called the Art for Justice Fund, uh, was announced at the Museum of Modern Art. Mrs. Mrs. Gund is uh, President Emerita. Uh, She's going to start with $100 million. And the interesting thing here, she said well, uh, this is one thing I can do before I die. Um, this is what I need to do.
7: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: she's ridiculously wealthy, obviously. And she's, you know, Liechtenstein's a Liechtenstein man. You know, it's no bullshit. So she sold it in order to do this. You know? And that pleases me greatly. Bonus package. All Who right. she sold it to? <clears throat> she sold it to uh, Stephen A. Cohn uh through the Aquavella Gallery. Stephen A. Cohn, for those of you who uh you know have don't remember me talking about him because I spoke about him maybe a year or two ago. Mm. Stephen A. Cohn was the head of SAC uh securities and investment fund. It was a hedge fund. And basically all the people that worked directly under him mm-hmm. were uh indicted and convicted of insider trading. But he it was like, hmm. oh, I didn't, I didn't know what they were doing. I let them, you know. I just, you know, I'm the manager, not you. Know, I, you know, I just let them do their thing. I'm not responsible. He's a billionaire and an art collector, so he just paid 165 million dollars for a painting, and that money is going to be used, okay, for prison reform. Now he should actually be grateful about that. I figure the reason he did it is because eventually he figures he's going to get caught and be in prison. I think that's. That's how it all comes around on that. So, you know, it's kind of nice about that. Let me see. The Hall of Fame denies Pete Rose's request to let him stand for election. He finally um, has been given a kibosh for all time. And they were talking about how much of his stuff is in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. This ball, that glove, this picture. You know, he's got the most hits of anybody in baseball. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you bet on your own games. And so they they gave him a kibosh about that. Along in sports, the U.S. Open golf tournament was this past weekend, and there were a couple of things that I noticed. First things first, it was the first time that it had ever been played at a course uh, called Erin Hills. It's in Wisconsin. Shit was ridiculously long. 7,800 yards. You don't know anything about golf. Nope. That is...
6: Well, I'm, I may have played. I have a golfing merit badge.
2: That is... <laughs> but True. That is a really, really, really long course. The guy who won, a guy named Brooks Koepka, Uh he tied the record for the lowest score ever in U.S. Open history. Uh, 1,600 with uh, Rory McIlroy... Did that, uh, I guess, back in 2011, 2012. On the 18th hole in the final round, he had his three-shot lead, and he walked up, and he teed off okay, and hit a 379-yard drive. Okay, If I dreamt about hitting a golf ball 379 yards, I'd wake up screaming in the middle of the night. Like that, that's just... I can't even... I don't even know what that looks like. And no. <laughs> stupid, stupid long. The thing that was interesting is that the top three players in the world, Rory McIlroy, uh, Dustin Johnson, and Jason Day, all missed the cut. None of them were there to play on a the weekend. They all they didn't make the grade, baby. Okay, right. but a couple of amateurs were like five under at one point. And Rory McIlroy was talking about, you know, the the fescue grass there is like really really high, and so McIlroy was talking a couple of days before the tournament. People were complaining about. It. He goes, "Hey, come on, man, you know." The, the fairways are 60 yards wide. you got 156 of the best players in the world. If they can't hit it there, then they, they should just pack up and go home. Well, guess what, Sonny boy? Pack yeah. up and go home. The other things that I noticed, this is the one I was telling you about. On the final hole, this guy Brian Harmon, who was in second place, he had a putt, a fairly long putt, on the 18th, on the final day. And if he makes the putt, he would be alone In second place. And if he misses the putt, he would then be tied for second place with uh, Matsuyama, who's, you know, one shot. And that putt was worth $250,000, and he missed it. Okay. So now he's got to make a uh, a putt just to be tied for second place. That putt was worth
8: $500,000,
2: and he made it. 500 grand, baby. You know? Let's just step back for a second and go, okay, that's, uh, you know, sweaty palms for sure. Um, Yeah, that was about it. I had a friend of mine get in touch with me after 35 years. Thought he was dead. (laughs) My friend Duncan, who's now in Bedingestrand, Sweden. Yeah. So shout out. Shout out to the naughty people there. And uh, we're going to come back after the next set. We're going to really, we're going to go off on a few things because there's some, some serious stuff to talk about it was a bunch of other shit that i had noticed you know uh some former uh members from uh uh the environment from the epa wrote like 10 10 people who used to work for the epa wrote a letter like a, a 10 or 15 page letter basically excoriating everything that pruitt and trump and talking about why these guys are bad yeah whatever i you know how much can you talk about that shit but uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what? We're going to talk about congressman getting shot. Yep, Cuba. Guns. Go- Cuba going off the rail. Budgets being yeah. bad for bodegas. <laughs> we got all kinds of stuff. But this one going out to my friend Duncan, man, my best friend when I lived in Dublin, Ireland. We keep the groove going with Din Lizzie on the Groovathon on SoFlowRadio.com. <laughs>
8: Somewhere in this town See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down Hiding low, looking right to left If you see us coming, I think it's best But move away, do you hear what I say? From under my breath Some of us won't survive See the boys and me mean business Busting out dead or alive I can hear the hounds on my trail All oh, hell breaks loose Alarm and sirens will Like the game if you lose
4: With all due respect, past and present, and without further to do. Let me ensure this court that I am through walking on the wild side. That's all I've been trying to tell you. I have been sick with the social ills known in the ghetto, but my time in the sterling correctional facilities of Greenhaven and Sing Sing has not been in vain. I've been cured. Born again, like the water gators. I know you heard this rap before, Your Honor. I mean it. This is the truth. I changed. That's right, sir. Five years, and look at me. Completely rehabilitated, reinvigorated, reassimilated, and finally gonna be relocated. And I wanna thank a lot of people for that. I look over there and I see that man there, Mr. Norwalk. I wanna thank you, sir, for making the tapes in an illegal fashion. I would like to thank the Court of Appeals for reversing you, Your Honor, and I want to thank almighty God without whom no case gets tossed.
7: coins from practice, a map to the fortune, hitting up under the mattress, a lead belt, attached and holsters, waiting area, two blazing toaster. hitting states, stage, stallions, looking for Federal Reserve notes and gold medallions, heavily pursued by the local governor, southerner, sought after by the whole battalion, they lied a the snake within the handshake, get the drop on it, then he exploited the mistake, protecting his gold, we showed by the flakes, raiding to shoot while his horses drank from the lake, Deputy saved by the badge and the blazer. A warning shot, the one that had the aim of a laser. Trained by the neighbor, a gambler who has stacked the deck plus his Mars cards with a razor. G-O. Grower, constricted boa, and most Sinaloa. Who operated along the mining zones, mostly silver and other shining stones. Abandoned political rebel. Who moved with a group with the levels flashing heavy metals. Clashed with the law, triggered intense reactions. Hard labor gave him multiple contractions. Lawman and turned to outlaw. Gunfighter, cattle, rustlers, hustlers, rough fighters. Used his connections, everything traversal. Crossed on economic circles.
8: Cool mm-hmm.
2: Love that cowbell, baby. El Opio. Kashanga. Those guys are a uh, band out of Lima, Peru. Part of that whole uh, uh, kind of a psychopunk thing that was going on in uh, South America in the early 70s. These guys were around 72 to 75. I played some other stuff uh, that came out in that whole thing right there. Before that, very good friend of mine, Gene Pritzker, and his band Groove Possessed. The name of the song is... Camus Absurd Man, that is from his latest CD, Groove Possessed, which came out last year on uh, Composer's Concordance Records. You know, if you're in New York City, this Thursday, I have got your music lineup. I've got your night planned out for you. Okay, Gene is going to be doing a show on Thursday. This is the 22nd of June, so it's this Thursday. Um, and it's Gene and the percussionist, so he's going to be uh, giving a drum or at uh, and that's from uh, five to seven o'clock at night at a place called Le Poisson Rouge, which is uh, down on Bleecker Street somewhere. And uh, then after you know, after you're done with that, okay, you go out, you grab a little dinner, okay, and then you go over to Avenue A and Sixth Street. It's about a ten minute walk, okay. Mm. Place called Sidewalk, which is right there on the corner in the East Village, and you can catch. Sal Cataldi's band Spaghetti Eastern which Mm. I've played on the show before it's a perfect night of music because that show is from 9.30 to 11 and what I'm really hoping for is that Sal will show up at Gene's show Mm. catch that and then they'll go over and Gene will catch Sal's show because these two guys need to get together they're both like fantastic they're both fantastic musicians but they're both fantastic improvisational guitar players you know Gene's a Fucking, he's just a genius. He can he can play anything. I, re- I remember, like, when I first heard the stuff that he was doing this back in the 90s with um, Sound Liberation. Mm. And, you know, he, you know, it's the Manhattan School of Music. These guys are classically trained. I remember telling him, like, you know what? This is where music's going to... This is the next thing. Where, you know, what haven't we combined yet? And Gene really melds, like, 50,000 different styles. And he gets it done and all kinds of stuff. He guys got fucking... He's got frequent flyer miles. He is back and forth to Europe, I don't know, several times a year from what I can tell. So there's your Thursday night for you. You catch Gina the Percussionist at Poisson Rouge at 5 o'clock. Then you go over and you catch Spaghetti Eastern uh, at Sidewalk from 9.30 to 11. So that's a perfect night there. And right in between, you take a stroll, grab yourself some overpriced food. It's perfect. Mm. You know, you used to be able to get good stuff down here. Now, the East Village, like... I remember when it was just a shooting gallery mm-hmm. and not with guns. I mean, I'm talking spikers, blamming up skag and stuff like that. Before that, yeah, the GZA doing a Mexican, um, that one actually has Tom Morello on guitar. You know, GZA from uh, Wu-Tang Clan. That actually was originally released as like a standalone 45 or 12-inch, and it was kind of a teaser for uh, his upcoming uh, CD. Uh, it was called uh, Dark Matter but that song, that version of the Mexican, not on the album originally done, you know, by uh, it's uh, Babe Ruth, is the name of the uh, the band that did it originally in '72, and then of course you got Benitez, Jelly Bean Benitez did it. Uh, Africa Bombada did a pretty oh. good. He did a pretty good version of it, you know. pretty, it's a pretty good version for a child molester, anyway. <laughs> okay, I mean, well, what do you want me to say? That guy's in the worst part of the yeah. down low section. Hey, hey, a-
6: hey, hey, hey! He's a homosexual child molester. He's- <laughs> Just want to make sure that get all that. Want to make sure he's molesting boys. So God bless. Get it straight. uh, Hey, I saw him live with Black Uhuru (laughs) at the Palladium. Man, it was a great show. You know, you know what? What before I heard about the child molestation thing, this has nothing to do with anything. But it just it it me just a just a smidge, just a smidge. It can I I can easily and let's see if you can think of the one song or the one event that put Africa Bambaataa on the map.
2: Yeah, it would be uh, uh, Planet Planet. Yeah, Planet rock, rock. Planet Rock. Rock, rock, rock. rock
6: the planet, planet rock, rock. rock. Don't rock. Right. <laughs> I remember he got some sort of a lifetime achievement award and he thanked everybody. He read a land, he read a laundry list of thank you, including God and everybody like that, <laughs> you know? And I'm waiting for him. It's like maybe he's going to save craftwork for last. Oh, really? Maybe he's going to save Kraftwerk for last. Thank you for the melody. Thank you for the hook right, thanks for, for the, Planet for Rock, the, right, thank, for uh, Trans Europe example. Express, which I sampled for Planet Rock, which uh, would be basically be a shit-turd song without the wonderful... Da, 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 right, right, of course. Da, 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 that's the melody. That's the hook. Hey, uh, no, no. Fuck you, Krauts. I'm not going to mention you at all. Now, it was called to molest, molest a little boy. Little yeah. boys, that's fine, man. Yeah. So, that, so then I found out he was molesting little boys. I go, ah! <laughs> I told you he was a dick <laughs> for not thanking Kraftwerk. <laughs> right, they, that's why he's a dick, not for raping not little a, boys. Say, well, that's see, it all. <laughs> Plays in. Tom, Mark Twain said, a man who will steal an egg will steal two. So if you're a douchebag in one respect, you're probably just an all around douchebag. The
2: point there. You're, before that, Carlito's Way, a little courtroom scene there, thanking God without whom no case gets tossed. A little courtroom thing going on. It started off the uh, show with the classic Three Stooges courtroom scene. Raise your left hand. You know, raise your right hand. Put your left hand on the Bible. Mm. Put that hat down. Take off that hat. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, let me see. Before that, yeah, baby, Gabo and Orchestra Polyrhythmo DiContinue. The name of song It's a Vanity. These guys from the uh, late 60s. I've got, like, uh, a couple of collections of, like, this whole uh, soul funk movement that was going on in Africa in the 70s. They were, you know, starting to get into the, you know, they were getting into the American groove and, like, Africanizing it, Mm -hmm. I guess, because basically what the American groove had done was Americanized the original African groove, so that one kind of went full circle. Those guys from, what is it, the the country is uh, Benin, this tiny little country, yeah, and Cotonou is... Is the largest city in Benin, Africa, and kicking off the set, Thin Lizzy jailbreak from Jailbreak in 1976. Uh, I came out when I was actually still living in Dublin, so shout out to my man Duncan, who's now up in Sweden. But he, myself, and Duncan, that was the first, the first big rock and roll concert I ever went to. Duncan took me to, and it was Eric Clapton. With Ronnie Lane's Slim Chance, mm. he's also the guy who went to uh, the first. Remember, I was talking about going to the All uh, the first All Ireland Anti Nuclear Festival, and that's where I got yes. to see I went with him.
6: I very lucky man. I love that band.
2: Oh yeah, they were great, man. It was a there was a lot of great stuff mm-hmm. at that particular show. All right, so some stuff happened. Mm-hmm. We're we'll we're gonna yeah, we we'll get man, around I to it. Last time. Wednesday, uh, this whack job decided to go over. <clears throat> To a uh, practice baseball mm-hmm. field where the Republican uh, contingent for the upcoming charity baseball game that they play every year was practicing. Yeah. On a weekday, while Congress was in session, a friend of mine was like, "Well, you know, it was at seven in the morning." Well, let me tell you something. These guys, what, how they they get one hundred thirty? They work an average of one hundred thirty-eight days a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, for which they make on average. $174,000. Let me tell you yeah, something. Nice ratio. Yeah, nice ratio. And just so we're clear, yeah, it was at 7 in the morning. Do you mean to tell me that uh, even in Congress, the workday is, what, 9 to 5? Fuck you. If you're in Washington, do the people's business. Yeah. All right? You want to practice softball? Why don't you practice it on the other 227 days a year? Right. You're not your working. Own you time. Fuck. time. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't, you know. So, this guy... Who uh, decides to show up for the Republican practice, takes a few pot shots at folks on the field, managed to hit one actual congressman in the hip, and then three other, four being shot by the Capitol Police and one of the Secret Service guys. The shooter, as it turns out, uh, this guy had been like a uh, big supporter and campaign volunteer for Bernie Sanders. He just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just like people only watch Fox, this guy only watched MSNBC. Okay. All right. And... Um, a little after 2 o'clock, so that happened like first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. About 2 o'clock in the afternoon on that same day, one of the hosts on Fox News was interviewing another congressman who had been at the practice field uh, when the shooting happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know why this guy was there. He was far too old to play. He wasn't even playing in the game. He was just there, you know, observing, you know, because why work when you can watch, you know, but the other people who baseball, make $174,000 yeah. sure. a year for 138 days of work, yeah. you know, practicing practicing softball. And um, this guy told uh, the Fox host, This is what happens when we let the rhetoric get out of hand. You folks in the media have to pay attention to what you say, and so do we here in Congress. And so the Fox host replies, Wise words indeed. Thank you for your time, Congressman. And then she says, We'll be right back with our continuing coverage of the attack on Republican lawmakers. That's that yeah, was how they yeah, did it. Yeah. We need to be careful with our rhetoric. They're killing us. They're mm. coming for us.
6: Yes. Yeah. this is it. Yeah. By the way, they love yeah, they yeah. love this shit. Yeah. By the way, yes, they are.
2: Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, arm yourself, hippie. That was right. it. Malcolm Nance.
6: Uh, and by the way, I don't know why that's such a weird thing. The commie revolution in China was an armed. Uprising. Yeah, but right? now none the a revolution know, the in Russia they, they rebel, was they, an armed uprising. the The revolution of the people against the aristocracy in France was an armed uprising, and the revolution against the American colonies against hereditary wealth and hereditary power. And heredity and monarchy was an armed uprising. And so when the people are oppressed, overly oppressed, unduly oppressed, inevitably there will be an armed uprising. And when one says that oppressive politicians will be shot, they're not making a threat. They're citing history.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is is that here in America, in between those uh, bouts of revolution. Yeah. Everybody else has a gun and basically uses that as the initial means of conflict resolution more and more. The,
6: and, and, and it will resolve itself. Why scream at somebody when you just blow their head it, off? It will resolve itself. Again, I would like to, and and, and this is just, you, you know, you could say that it's a monoculture, but nevertheless, there are assholes in Montana and everyone is armed. And guess what? Everyone knows that everyone is armed and it creates an atmosphere of ultra politeness. <laughs> Okay, as everyone knows that that fourth grade girl could kill them. <laughs> she's got a gun. I know she's got a gun. I don't, you know. That's, that's
2: my philosophy on that is, you know, when when some kid in first grade or in kindergarten, right. Mm-hmm. is out in the playground during recess and he throws a rock at another kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the teacher doesn't go around and say, oh, well, let's just give all the other kids rocks.
6: No, I, no, I understand that. You teach the child that attacking someone is wrong and you don't say, let's uh, rebuild the playground so that there are no rocks on it. Right.
2: Well, yeah, okay, I got you. Now, yeah, look, it's it's... I have, I have...
6: They're always going to be rocks.
2: I have taught... Yeah, there's always going going to be rocks. There's there's always going to be knives. knives, There's going to be bricks. There's
6: going to be Tim McVeigh. You mentioned him earlier. There's always going to be motor oil and fertilizer. That's what he used. Yes. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you know... You teach people that it's wrong to kill people. You teach people that it's wrong to feel superior to people. Because you feel that they're different from you. Well, that's, that's what I'm this is all about. This I'm is foreshadowing. A thing. That's that's my Cuban thing for later. It's, it's a, a rhetoric thing, and, rhetoric and thing. we've
2: been. You know, I've talked about this extensively. That we, you know, we're we're developing more and more into this prison yard mentality. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we don't, you know, everybody stays in their own corner. They yeah. stay with their crew. So I'm what matters up in the motherfucker. Fuck them because I got my boys behind me. And so the thing is, is that at night everybody goes to sleep thinking that they're what matters the most. And now what we have is an atmosphere where the rhetoric itself has gotten people to the point where we don't just disagree, we need to eliminate the opposition. Mm -hmm. They're not people we disagree with, they're the enemy. They're
6: the enemy. They're the enemy. Well, where does that mentality come from? The us and them mentality. Yeah, but
2: what we need to remember, this is the thing that most people don't remember is that there's us and them, but even among us...
6: Mm. there's us and them. Oh, I know. There's, okay. You can keep breaking it and down. that's
2: what we have here. What we have are, you know, a Fox News host saying that we need to trim down, you know, those are wise words. We need to trim down the rhetoric. We'll be right back with our continuing coverage of the attack on
6: Republican I, I, lawmakers. I, I'm, I'm glad that that is the angle that Fox is taking. And I really think that they should continue to play it up as much as possible. I, remember, the I remember, is, by the way, let me quote, let me quote some right-wing people. Let me quote some right-wing people on this issue. Okay. All right? Let me quote some things that I've heard from right-wing people over, over the years. The Second Amendment isn't there okay be- so that so that you can protect yourself from thieves it's there so that you can protect yourself from um, oppressive regimes mm, government. the the government according to the second amendment people and they quote the founding fathers the government should be afraid of the people not the people afraid of the government the government should not be armed and dangerous the people should be armed and dangerous and the people who swear oaths to serve the interests of those people should be afraid of the repercussions when they fail to serve those people and not the other way around because that's monarchy. This is what the founding fathers said, and this is well, what the Second Amendment people say all, say all the time. The so problem. who's responsible for this atmosphere, I yeah, ask now you? Now I'm thinking, Steel Pulse, so we got to play that song, Who's right. Responsible?
2: That's the thing I, I wrote a while ago. I said, you know, unfortunately, we have gotten to the point now where we have a democracy that, that has become subservient to the republic that it's based on. Mm. And the republic is supposed to be subservient to the democracy. To the people. To the people, because in a democracy, you know, we don't have a real democracy. We have a republic. We elect people to do things on our behalf. Except now they have fooled us continuously into electing them under the guise that they're going to do something on our behalf. But once, Mm. once they're in power, they'll do anything they can to keep that power. Right. Right, that's that's their their main thing. Yeah. So, Trump's proposed budget. Um, I I was looking at something and I spotted this one. Uh, it slashes funding for food stamps by a hundred ninety one billion. And this was interesting. They want to assess a fee on any store that accepts food stamps. That's going to be their new thing. They contend that it's time that every store that accepts you know debit credit cards you know they they agree to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. All right. Why can't the government collect that fee? They should be able to do this as well. This would basically be a tax that primarily hurts smaller stores and corner bodegas in poor neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Because now they're going to have to pay. They're taxing. This is an extra tax. It's a tax. It's all it is. It's not a fee when the government imposes it. It's
8: mm-hmm. called a tax. tax.
2: Okay. It's not a user fee. No, it's called a tax. Just call it a tax. Okay. Basically, what you would wind up with, I was uh, listening to a debate on this, and this guy was saying, you know, what you're going to wind up with is that many places are going to choose to opt out, Mm -hmm. uh, like the doctors who don't accept Medicaid, except the smaller stores depend on the biz um, for a lot of their income, okay? Mm -hmm. They depend on the lower income people who, who need food stamps and use food stamps to purchase food. Okay, that's a lot of their business. Well, this fee is going to be cutting in to the business owners. Mm -hmm. income. So this is a tax on business Business. owners from a Republican government. Mm -hmm. It's a small tax. I wrote down this is basically a tax on small store
6: owners above 110th Street. Are, are you suggesting that the Republicans are not perhaps pro-business after all, I'm and 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 shocked. possibly, and possibly their interest all this time has just been feathering their own nest, oh, and absolutely. they use the word freedom and economic freedom just, it as, as, as gimmicks, a bit. As gimmicks. It's like what they mean bit. is economic freedom for them.
2: Oh yeah, not Look, you. It's all it's all about timing. I mean, you know. You listen to Newt Gingrich so
6: The world's biggest hypocrite, the yes, side of Donald the guy, Trump. The guy yeah. is
2: literally the poster child for hypocrisy. It is. He and is. What amazes me is that these people don't, you know, they forget about the fact that what they said eight years ago
6: mm-hmm. yeah. is
2: there. It's there. And it's like, it doesn't matter. That was then. This is now.
6: Right. Fuck because, you. Because us and them. Yeah. You know, fuck you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Trump's <laughs> Cuba
2: charade yeah okay i wrote down this is just another example of him playing to the base exclusively and it's another attempt okay to basically do everything possible to blot out and delegitimize barack obama's
8: mm-hmm. yeah
2: presidency. right they literally just want to get everything and reverse as much of his stuff as they can and the only way he can do it is with these you know presidential decrees
6: yeah these executive orders executive orders okay because congressional congress is deadlocked on everything they don't that's funny they own both all three branches right now and they can't get one shit and he doesn't care um how what he does affects the folks in the real world
2: he only cares how it looks to people in trump banistan trademark Mm -hmm. okay he basically made it worse because the folks who went to cuba as tourists, they were staying at, like, these small
6: yeah. Airbnbs.
2: That Airbnb, was, like, the big
6: mom-and-pop restaurants. Mom-and-pop so restaurants. had a story on NPR this morning about all these businesses that are braced for going out of business. They're, they're going to this gonna gonna have to burgeoning middle class is about to, to shit with the government. Re- re-disappear. That's
2: exactly yep. it. The like all this stuff, it's... it's. But, of course, the corporate profiteers, they're fine.
6: Yes. They're fine. Of course. The
2: cruise lines, all yeah. those people. But now they're sure. going to have to cancel flights. And mm-hmm. he keeps talking about how he wants, you know... That the deal that, that Barack Obama did was just unfair and it was one sided. Basically, the only thing he did was give more money to the regime. He has now made it so mm. that individuals can't accumulate wealth.
6: Right, but the regime
2: can. But the regime can. And yet, he, and the thing is, is that he makes this speech, he does mm. it. Down here in South Florida in an auditorium that was filled with perhaps Cuban. the only people in America who agree with him. The right. other 300 right. million of us think he's right. out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Okay? But he did that in there. So, so, my Cuba expert,
6: right? George, now, I'm not going to start with the Trojans, yeah. But oh, it does, well, but but, this, get there. but it does have to do with fascism. Well, this is this all started a long time ago. Where did this? Because this all ties into everything that's wrong with everything. Fascism, bigotry, whatever label you want to put on the desire to be part of a group for the group to have a certain uniformity to it commonalities common things we're all going to wear this outfit we're going to wear this hat we're going to shake hands this way we're going to sing these songs White we're going to speak uniform. the same language yeah. all right these are the things that we understand as part of fascism and most of us became aware of fascism as a as a philosophy when we started watching the the nazi movies and the nazi and, movies called yeah. the, yeah. movies. Call it the but, hitler
2: channel the but that's channel, a very
6: like world at war but that's a very good example Of fascism in action, especially those big pep rallies that you see with the Donald Trump rallies. When you start seeing the similarities and you see – when you see fascism, you ought to reject it and repel it. And some of us come from a very fascist culture. So I I would like to think that we can be excused in our youth for being a fascist youth – but also credited for getting over it once we got out into the real world and realized that we were sold on a crock of crap that is A, just wrong logically. Wisdom. But immoral. It's wisdom. immoral. When you start dividing the human race up into us and them and me, and I'm in the good group, and you're in the bad group, and I'm white and you're not, because the same people that don't consider me white, even though uh, my ancestors are all from northern Spain and none of them ever rode a camel in their life, ever. <laughs> the same people that don't consider me white don't consider you white, no? Mr. Middle Easterner. No, I'm Russian. I'm Russian, but No, no, no. Jewish, Middle East, we don't care how much time you spent in Europe, all right? The whitewash ad only goes so deep. This is the same mentality, because they tell me that, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe you were white, but then once you got to Cuba, I said, oh, all of a sudden, the tan, permatan! Permatan. As soon as my family, we stepped off the boat from Spain, and all of a sudden, my blonde, blue-eyed mother isn't white anymore. All right, (laughs) well, actually, that didn't happen until we came to America. Because in Cuba, in case you don't know, no, at, the, at least Cuban history uh, was all about white people exploiting darker people. You might be familiar with that. It was very popular well, in the South. I was going right? to say.
2: I was going to say you're to, you're talking about the other. You're talking about the the other dark skinned people that came over and are now considered white. You yeah, know, the yeah. Italian mafia, the Italian. And I think it's funny
6: because because white <laughs> that now great scene white. From, uh, mm-hmm, you know They credit right.
2: the the, 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 uh, the Dennis Hopper because scene.
6: white. Now means generic all right, it doesn't, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't just mean the <laughs> racial thing anymore because once upon a time the Irish were, I mean, they were white skinned, but they were in the same category as any other scum that yeah, came they in, they were off the newest people here, the Italians, so they were... Italian massacres, and I, everybody had to subject themselves until finally, I the guess, The pictures that, they... that
2: were drawn of the Irish when they mm, first came yeah. over after the you know, horrible when they first really came over after the potato famine in the 1850s and 60s and stuff like that, and they started coming over here, mm-hmm. they were drawn. These pictures had them as like these these slack jaw, big-eared, mongrel-looking so, people. So
6: here's what was going on and is, go- and is now going on here in South Florida. Once upon a time, a bunch of fascists that traced their fascism all the way back to the Romans. You know, because the, the Romans conquered Spain and made them the original offer you can't refuse, village by village. You, you become Roman and we'll build roads and buildings and aqueducts right. and everything. Or if you don't, we'll just wipe you all out. If you become Roman, if you come along willingly, we'll send our nobleman's children to marry your chieftain's children— and we will and and we will Romanize you. You will become Dude, Romanized. Cult. You will learn Latin. You will become educated in our schools. And your children will still be the the rulers. You'll, your your children will still be the rulers, but now they will be the rulers within the Roman Empire. And you will adopt Roman names. Like King Arthur was a Romanized Celt. So so this is how that's Spain. What, that's
2: what the British did when they were in right, India. Right. They needed to control somebody. They sure. like made him a Maharaja or whatever. Right. And so he could rule that. So, but he was really ruled. Spain
6: by. became Roman. Romanized, and all of the countries that became Romanized are, are, are regarded as Latin because they learned Latin. Latin became the, the official language of the ruling class, the Latins. And, and that's the, the, the Latin word for Latin is Latino. Latino. All right, so the Latins can call themselves Latinos, but our word for Latino in English is supposed to be Latin. Nevertheless, the Latins like to run around and do this thing called displace and replace (laughs) because they had an attitude. We're better than you. We're civilized. You're not. What
2: the nice thing is, is to, you know, I like the fact that uh, the people that they that they thought they were better than finally Mm. decided that they needed to find somebody that they could be better than. So they went over to South America.
6: Sure. Well, (laughs) it's a chain reaction. I mean, eventually the empire fell because of barbarians again, but the Germans, it's funny that the fascists that we became familiar with, we're watching these marching Nazis. All right. When the Germans met, the Romans, the Germans were the barbarians. They had to learn how to be fascists from the Romans. The word fascism and it comes from Italy, comes from Romans. Fascist. The fasces, fe- yeah. that st- bundle of sticks with the axe. Yeah. And and of course, it's no surprise that when the Nazis reared their fascist head, that who jumped in on their side? Italy, Italy, and Spain. Spain. But Spain fought a civil war over it because half of Spain General Francisco didn't Franco be... is still but dead. Spain, <laughs> half of them didn't want to be fascists and the other half did. Which which fascism? The white people, the aristocrats, the classy people, the blue noses. These the are the Arians. people, right? So here you go once again. So now you got people coming to the new world. And and this is where American history, you don't get taught this. You get taught about the 13 colonies. You don't get taught about the 500 years before that. (laughs) That was going on by the original fascists coming to America and doing what the Romans did in Iberia. Uh, What, the Portuguese? Displace, replace. Erase, displace, replace. They did it in Cuba. And then they imported a lot of slaves to do all their work for them. Have you heard of this principle before, Southern man? You take over a region. You kill the natives that live there. Bat, 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 you make them march out into the west or something. Cuba was an island, so they only marched so far. <laughs> and then okay. you import a bunch of Africans to do the work for you. Have you heard of this principle? Ah, uh, Yeah. Well, they employed it in Cuba before they employed it in the Americas. Where do you think you guys got the idea? So so now you've got a bunch of bigoted fascists running an island populated you know, we by slaves. We did it better. We, were better. we did it better. Slaves. We were better. And then communism. <laughs> and the fascists lose power. So what did they do? They gave up, and they rolled over, and they went to sleep, and they were never heard from again. No, they came to America. America. They came to America. And they got off the boat in America, and they said, "Uh, so, how does it work here? And good old boy Florida Cracker Clamp said, we- Bing. You blab the politicians and they do what you want. And they said, We're familiar, familiar with that with system. That yeah. I think we can work with that. So, first thing they did was they bribed American politicians to create a favorable atmosphere. It was a communist country. They're not economic refugees. They're defecting from communism. They're political refugees. How did I get to America? I'll show you my political refugee card. It says, indefinitely paroled political refugee. I'm a citizen now, but that's how we got into People you wonder. Still have that? Yeah. How do you have preferential status? The Haitians go all the time. How do you have preferential status? Why do the Cubans get a red carpet? This is before Obama ended the wet foot, dry foot, and all that. Why is it that you have preferential status, but every time they encounter Haitians in the middle of the ocean, they turn you around? I go, well, because you're black people. Yeah. And we're... No, you don't understand. This is how white people do things. You don't understand. My people came over here and immediately bribed the politicians... Until they became citizens, and then they just started bankrolling their own politicians, which is why in Metro-Dade County, oh, and, and I don't have to- Corrupt out the yin yang. Not just corrupt out the yin yang, like any Italian mob-run oh, yeah. place, but everybody in Dade County that's in a position of power has a Z on the end of their name. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. All right? Look, there are, there are more Puerto Ricans in New York than there are Cubans down here, but they don't own New York. No. And there are more Chinese people in Seattle than there are Cubans in Miami but they don't own Seattle, all right? And there are more Mexicans in Los Angeles than there are Cubans in Miami. And indeed, the Mexicans founded Los Angeles, but they don't run Los Angeles. Angelinos. They don't run Los Angeles, okay? Cubans. You know why? Because they're not white fascists. Ah, They're not fascists, and here is the plan now that I've set up the now that you've got white fascist descendants from the Romans. Americans don't think they're white because they like to hoard that word for themselves, but it doesn't matter. The Cuban fascists are very content to let you think that whatever the hell you want because you're going to be erased and displaced too. And this is the plan, and they've executed this plan for thousands of years. All right, here's how it goes just in case you might not be familiar with this principle. Okay, come to a place. Uh, and immediately start uh, uh, fucking with the people that don't speak your language because you're better than them, okay? Start buying up businesses, firing anybody that doesn't speak your language, and say, this is because I need you. This is an economic decision over here. I need to be able to accommodate my clientele. Hey, Republicans, this fits right into your system, doesn't it? Fire whoever the fuck you want. Right with no employee protection. Right to work. Hey, gringo. Right to work. Do right you speak? Not work. Do you speak Spanish? What? Didn't think so. Get the hell out of here! Oh my God! I'm being discriminated against because I can't speak a particular language. Oh, oh, really? How, how yeah. quaint! What a, how an amazing thing that you would be complaining about that. So, so then when the politicians get themselves into power, they change the law to keep the preferential immigration status going on. Indeed, specifically in my case, when I came over here, the American taxpayers bought me a plane ticket those were the freedom flights that's what the corrupt cuban politicians did when they got into power they not only did they make it allowable for me to come in here y'all paid for my ticket okay and this is hey man can i get that money back and this is republicanism (laughs) this is republicanism this is what it is because that same principle that same factor where where you have not 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 a diversified culture. Us versus them. White versus dark. We're different than you, therefore we get special we, we treatment. We just can't, a, can't stop doing that. So like now Trump. Every level. So the reason, the the avenue, the the excuse for allowing Cubans to come over and and staying, has always been. Well, we don't have diplomatic relations with Cuba, so we can't have extradition policies, and we can't have repatriation policies because we're having a hostile relationship. That's why we can't repatriate people to the Soviet Union when the Cold War was going on. We can't repatriate people to Cuba. We can't repatriate people to China because these are all places where they were these are political, politically persecuted people, and if we repatriate them, they're going to be persecuted possibly to death. It might mean prison to death. But when you when you create normal relations like Obama did, now there's a provision to extradite criminals and deport people, okay? But now Trump has removed that. So watch out! Here come more Cubans. Oh my God! That's that's what it's all about, and that's why that's why the Cubans are Republicans. That's why they kiss Trump's ass, and that's why the Cubans get whatever the hell they want, and that's why there's a double standard in, in immigration with regards to the Cubans is because they're white, they're Republicans, and they bribe the right people, and and the rest of America, you can be in denial. Oh, you're not white. You just say you're it's like you know well funded. the degrees. F- fine. fine, but what? But what the the Latin. What the invaders did everywhere they went, it's going to happen here. And you see, people are complaining every day. Oh, my God, I moved to Broward County because I wanted to speak English, and now I'm going to have to move to West Palm Beach. Huh. How know, quaint. How quaint. Further, further north. Yeah. You, know, you know where the Hudson's Bay is? <laughs> All right. hey, okay. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, keep moving until they make you speak, speak French then... Right, yeah, all the way up to Montreal, right? Yeah, you gotta go up then, there. Then... And it's bad French, Then nobody's gonna bad. bug you. Then nobody's like gonna bug you. Is,
2: and it's terrible French, Yeah, too. my people
6: are gonna bug you to speak Spanish until somebody bugs you to speak French. There, there you go. Oh, okay, so <laughs> there That's you know. what's going on. So so you suckers, you bigots that want to keep Spicks out of America, you voted the guy in that's going to facilitate bringing Spicks to America.
2: <laughs> and there you have and, and it. And there you
6: have it, you that's, idiots.
2: I just, I just wonder about policies i i really think that this is exclusively Mm. okay for because trump will do anything that he thinks he can pander to a particular group that also at the same time does something reverses something that president obama did i think that they just want to get rid of it all get rid of everything to make it's like you know when they they black out you know parts of a transcript mm-hmm. they just want black out you know that's what they want to do they want to get rid of everything he's ever done and in this particular case Trump absolutely like he does he hated that 50 years and it was we had a 50 years of a policy that was a complete and utter failure mm-hmm. complete and utter failure so the first so now we take a step towards trying to change that policy mm-hmm. and the first cry is... He has an oppressive regime, blah, blah, Yeah, that didn't stop you from complaining when he went over there, put his hand on the orb with the fucking, you know, with right, the, no. the House of A- South. Also- you want to talk about an oppressive regime? We have iPhones that are being put together by Chinese slaves. That didn't stop you from no, going over.
6: Right, no. None of that. Let us not forget that Trump tried to open a hotel in Cuba with the embargo in full swing when there was no legal provision to do so. He's meeting with a, he, Right now, he's mm.
2: meeting with uh, the president of Panama, and he has the tallest building. It's a 70-story Trump building in mm. Panama. So it's the tallest building in Central America. The thing is, is that he actually only owns 1% of it. It's just a it's name. It's just his he's name. Yeah, that's it.
6: that's the thing. That's, that was another story. He he licenses his name out. He doesn't build shit. Unbelievable. It's believable. The
2: Fuck, man. I can't believe we're actually living through all this crap.
6: I'm excited right now. The
2: news is so exciting. Hey, I said that Trump is like the uh, the defendant in law and order who changes his plea from not guilty to not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. And then he gets away with it over and over, episode after episode, season after Mm -hmm. season. He just keeps getting away with it. Oh, well, I wasn't saying that. Now I'm saying Then when I do something crazy, I'm going to plead temporary insanity and you're going to let me get away with it. I find it truly remarkable that there's a huge segment of his supporters that literally don't care. Their hatred for them
7: Mm -hmm.
6: is
2: so profound, so ingrained, so intransigent. And and,
6: and misplaced. You you inbred goobers, you mongrels.
2: Unbelievable. They're constantly, it's whatever their biases is, bigotry, racism, Mm -hmm. economic, whatever it is, they continuously use that as a as a means to I, screw themselves by voting against their own self-interest and I, then what happens is they complain about what's going on so they get even further and further out on the fringes yeah doesn't matter what we do government's never going to help us blah blah, blah. Right. this guy's the new guy you know we wanted a businessman in charge well guess what right. now you have one and you're finding out what happens when you have a businessman running, he's does he's do he's behaving exactly
6: like he always did. You say something bad about me, I'm going to sue you. Mm. The, these these bigots, these ignorant oafs. It, what 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 cracks me up is that at least the, the bigots of old, like the the Confederate South, those plantation owners. These were these were gentlemen of generations, you know, of breeding for generations. Oh, yeah, they were assholes. excuse. They were easel- But these these the inbred, information is out there. These inbred mugwumps. These Trump supporters at the rallies—it's like you're not—you're not elite, you're not an aristocrat, you're not a blue blood, you're a mongrel, you're filth, you're you're rabble, and and, and you're, I mean, you're acting like you're better than someone because you have a skin the ir- color. The Fuck ironic you. part
2: is that all of these things that they think uh, you know that they they want him to do because they think it's going to be uh, good for them because it's going to be bad for minorities. The fact of the matter is it's going to be bad m- for everybody. Bad for Alabama highest rate of diabetes in state this- <laughs> the country per capita hey it's not florida (laughs) (laughs) i keep telling you you, we need to step up our fucking game we need to start eating more sugar i
6: I can't imagine us drinking more kool-aid or eating more cotton candy than we do in florida
2: we try really really fucking hard well there you go then what do you think you got that cuba thing Uh, out
6: yeah i do i feel better you feel
2: better now (laughs) i'm telling you i the, the the all of this talk about uh, the hateful rhetoric, you know, all of a sudden it happens now. He's mm-hmm. like now because mm-hmm. it happened to a Republican. Republican.
6: Yeah. Hey Ted.
2: Hey Ted. How Wants you to
6: keep doing concerts?
2: Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. exactly. Hey
6: everybody. I think it's getting a little out of hand. Oh, do you now, Ted?
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, you know, but basically I associate this. This is the uh, uh, Morton Downey Jr. syndrome. Mm. Morton Downey Jr. is anti-gay. The asshole is for exit, not entrance, until he found out that his brother was gay and had AIDS, at which point mm, he became yeah. a, you know an advocate for gay rights and AIDS funding and stuff. It never matters to conservatives until it affects them or theirs directly. If it doesn't affect them, then they don't care about it. It only, they only care about it when it's their brother or their co-worker, okay? You wouldn't have been hearing this, per, you know, and it's just white noise, okay? We're less than a mm-hmm. week removed from this guy. He's still in there. They had this big praying, you know, after the game, they all got together and, you know. Th- yeah. And then I watched TV over the weekend and you watch these shows like, uh, particularly with Fox, and, you know, the, the, the husband and wife smarmy asshole team of Greg Gutfeld and the female version of him who is now uh Kennedy. Mm. You know? And it's it's hate, it's really mean-spirited shit, but they cover it up with a kind of pseudo-comic smarminess. So it doesn't sound hateful. We're just having fun. This is one, you know, where Hillary Clinton was taught was at some fundraiser and it was about, uh, and it was uh, for the premiere of the movie Wonder Woman. Okay. And she was talking about a strong woman, blah, blah, blah. She goes, you know what? That might be something I'd be interested in. And so Gutfeld goes, well, there you go. She's comparing herself to Wonder Woman. Ha, ha, ha. And that's like a whole segment for him. Okay. You can't talk to me about hate-filled rhetoric. Yeah. And continue to beat the shit out of Hillary Clinton because she happens oh to be God. the easiest piñata. S-
6: Stop the the, yeah. the, the horse is I love it dead. when they, I love it
2: when they say stuff like you know why aren't they looking at Hillary Clinton well because she's
6: not the president right. why aren't they looking
2: she's a private citizen why, why aren't she they investigating, investigating whether
6: why aren't they investigating whether Hillary Clinton conspired with the Russians to lose the election
2: Yeah, exactly. That's it. And these guys are
6: fucking nuts. Hey, Russians, release all that really sensitive uh, email, uh, all my email. You hacked the Republicans and the Democrats, but just release the Democrats because we're in on something. Yeah. And, you know, the the, the mistake that I think Trump and
2: all these Republicans are making, that they think that Putin is, you know, is for them. He's not. He's for D. He doesn't care who wins. He cares that whoever the winner is, is completely and utterly hamstrung. fucking America up. And now they... They put, I thought it was interesting that the uh, they voted in the Senate 98 to 2 mm. to impose tough sanctions. Two people voted against it. Who were they? It was, uh, I believe it was Rand Paul and Mike oh, okay. Lee mm. from Utah. He's yeah, Rand there.
6: Paul. It was one of those things everything. like,
2: you know, we haven't heard from, uh, what's his name, and, uh, Cruz. We haven't heard from Cruz lately. No, good. Cruz. good. Uh, yeah. You want to know why? Because he's up for election in 2018. Uh, okay. Okay, that's why we haven't heard from this piece Good of point. shit, motherfucker. Piece of shit. Piece fuck of shit. shit
6: Cuban fuck. fucking spick. Fucking Not fooling your, anybody, yeah, Ted. Fucking your dad fucking killed Kennedy. Raphael. His, 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 his dad killed Kennedy. His dad killed Kennedy and his name is Raphael. He's, he's a, a fucking illegal. And he's a, and he's a fucking spick. That's right. Fuck
2: it throw him that's over right. the wall.
6: He isn't kid. illegal, a Canadian-born spick.
2: There he is, man. That's, That's right. That's why we're not in. And I'll tell you something. Well, you know we haven't heard from lately are various people who really are starting to get worried that, you know, tomorrow's the uh, this uh, election in Georgia. Yes. $40 million has been spent on this puppy. $40 million has been spent on this. And it's supposed to be, you know, the harbinger. You know, this is the uh, canary in a coal mine, as it were. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. You know, but you see these people now, they're afraid. And as I said last week, you know, most of these Republicans, they're just hoping to get out of there without having a word disgraced mentioned every time their name is brought up. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to come down to. They're, there's going to come a point where their desire to retain power
8: mm-hmm. t-
2: is going to supersede their... You know, not to their not just the hypocrisy, but they're you know the 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 way in which the sycophancy, mm-hmm. okay, which is only exceeded by their hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. but they're, you know, having screamed for eight years about all these things they want to do, and now, with a looney tune steering the ship right over a fucking cliff, mm-hmm. they're starting to get afraid that they could lose power. They don't care about legislation. They right. care about power. Of course they do. They want to keep their power. And now their their future power is tied to, you know, a numbskull who just happens mm-hmm. to be president. So I said that I have decided that to groove it down. We're going to be the serve pro of radio shows. Hey, man, <laughs> like it never even happened. Right on. Like it never even happened, baby. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know. I think it's funny that uh, Kansas is is you know they they drew up their budget um, assuming that uh, Brownback was mm. going to have to resign. You want to know why he might have to resign? Not because not because he fucked the state over, in you know just over and over and over and over mm. and over again to the point where they now have to redo his tax mm. plans. Or they have to do new taxes. No, because uh, their the thought is that Trump's going to be giving him a position. Oh. As like an ambassador or some sort of counsel for the United Nations. You know, one step ahead of the lynching he so richly deserves. Oh, I'm sorry. Hateful rhetoric. I take it back. So one step ahead of the indictment, conviction, and statewide bitch slapping.
6: Well, there are only like 400-some ambassador positions that haven't been filled yet. So take your These pick. Guys, they really... Sam, I, know, I love... <laughs> All of this stuff is, you know,
2: democratic obstructionism. What oh, yeah. do you think we yeah. learned
6: it from, you fucking no, no, assholes? First of all, write what you said. And and second of all, why don't you put something up to obstruct? Yeah. 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 There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. I, you I haven't nominated anybody. I with the health care
2: bill. I yeah. love it.
6: The secret health care bill that yeah, they're going to pass is, in the dark.
2: Basically, these are the same people that said that complained when Pelosi said, "Well, we're going to have you're we're going to have to pass it so you can know what's I in won't. it." Hey, guess what? You guys spent all this time complaining about it, and now you are doing. Wait for it. Hold it. Wait for it. Hold it. Wait. Mm. Yeah. Yes, the exact same thing, except worse because they the Democrats did it over like a nine month period with twenty six public hearings or something like or twenty six. 26 committee meetings and 10 public hearings regarding it. These guys, you know, anytime the president calls something mean, how mean does it have to be for the president to say that it's mean? Yeah. That's how we describe the bill.
6: I can I can tell you, even though it's a secret, I can tell you uh, what's in the bill because you know I have a direct, uh, you know, God talks to me directly. Absolutely, I can tell you what's I in the what bill I- and I'll and I'll, and I'll uh, summarize it. Okay. I'll summarize it just, you know, for the sake of time Fuck and, and, and you, the show and everything. People. All uh there are no the bill says this there are no longer any laws whatsoever governing health health insurance or anything regarding the health good luck to you yeah that's what it says look
2: just 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 to finish up on the healthcare thing right here i'm going to say this because if anything other than a uh the public option what was it called
6: the single payer
2: single payer anything yes. other then a single payer option, yeah, is
6: okay, madness.
2: Is is doomed to failure because if you have a health care system that is in any way, shape, or form profit based, yep, at some point or another, some mealy mouthed fucking pencil neck geek in an office is going to have to make a decision as to whether or not it is more beneficial to provide you with better health care. Mm-hmm. Or to provide the uh, shareholders with right. better profits. That decision has to be made every time with every decision.
6: Hmm.
2: I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. There's a pretty good history there that says they don't give a
6: fuck. They don't. And some things should not be profit industries because... Right. And they're all about a free all of the negative things. No. You can't make a negative thing profitable. Or people will seek to make more of it and increase the incidence of it because they profit from it. War, crime, Crime shouldn't pay, so there shouldn't be a for-profit prison industry because then a crime is paying them a off. lot, a lot. And also healthcare: When people sick, there shouldn't be the, the notion that we have ambulance chasers. Think about that. I know. When someone is hurt, other people get excited because there's a buck to be made. Absolutely. Rot- that should not and exist. Think, and
2: what's remarkable are all these, these people that I hear talking about. You know, <clears throat> uh, they should, you know... They should have to pay, or or mm. I shouldn't have to. That was it. I shouldn't have to be forced mm-hmm. to pay for health care. I shouldn't have to be forced to do that. This is America, okay? I freedom, okay? You mm-hmm. can't force me
6: to
2: pay for something that I don't want. I, I shouldn't be forced hey,
6: to pay for your war.
2: Yeah. Guess what? You know what? I agree with you on that. You don't have to have health insurance. You okay. don't. But let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. The problem that we face there is that if you want to have that then you better get rid of the Hippocratic Oath, which says that the doctor is obligated to treat the patient in front of them. So when these guys show up in the emergency room, they're going to get treated for free because they're not walking in with one arm chopped off and And the other one holding a big bag of
6: fucking money. And you pay more. And
2: who pays for that? Hold on. Yeah, we do.
6: Like all of their policies, they're penny wise and pound foolish. Absolutely. All of their policies across the board. Preventive
2: medicine would just do us a world of good. When did gout make a comeback, baby?
6: Oh, nutrition. Nutrition people eat mcdonald's gout mcdonald's fucking combat. fat salt lard which is fat sugar that's gout fuck
2: them let's, yep. get, out yep. let's get out of here get out of yeah we're done with that we keep the groove going yeah guess what i can't believe we're gonna say this brand new led zeppelin Woo! on the groove with on on soflowradio.com <laughs> got them. Yeah, a little Moth the Hoople there, long red. That is, it's from the album Wildlife, which came out in 1971, except it's not. Okay, it was not on the original copy that came out. They uh, did a reissue bonus CD in 2003. And that song and another song, uh, a couple other songs were in that on that as well. Shout out to my man Paul, who right now is uh, on tour with Ian Hunter's rant band in England. <laughs> I, uh, what the hell is going on? Boy, let me tell you something Hair about ball, England right now, man. Talk about, a you know, a losing streak. I mean, it's like born under a bad sign. Yeah. If it wasn't a bad luck, baby, you know, I I'd agree. have no luck at all. <laughs> you know, those guys. So I'm, I'm hooking up a friend of mine, Philip i okay, my friend Phil Green from Lytham St. Anne. That's mm-hmm. why he always gets a shout out. Okay. I know him from the old neighborhood in New York. And so he's going to be going and seeing uh, one of the Ian Hunter shows. Paul's like, hey, man, when I'm in England, I can get tickets for anybody. You know, it's all because we played bigger venues. They just played with with Aerosmith, as it turns out. So all there's right. a tie in there with Steve, uh, you know, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry thing. So a um, little Martha, who Before that, God lives underwater from your mouth, from life in the so called space age, getting our. Uh, Getting our pseudo-industrial swirl on those guys from outside of Philly. Before that, Monophonics, song called "Like Yesterday," uh, that actually came out as a 45. Those guys out of San Francisco, they got some pretty cool shit out. And kicking off the set, yeah, there is um, a an album that came out called "The Lost Album," and it's Led Zeppelin's stuff that didn't make it. You know, it was a bit raw. They didn't like it in the studio. This, that, and the other thing. But they just released it, and the song that I chose was It'll Be Me. Why? Why? Because that also was on the 2003 reissue of Wildlife by Martha Hoople. Those oh. two songs actually are back-to-back. It'll Be Me and Long Red. So I figured, you know, let's let's mix it up a little bit. You can't go wrong with Zeppelin. Right. Cannot go, you know. So there you go. So we bitched about another stuff. We talked about the people that are fucking us. Now it's time for me to take care of the people yeah. who take care of us. You know what I'm talking about. That's right. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. They're just finishing up the construction on 95 at the Atlantic turnoff, so it's back down to 60 seconds to get there. Bumper to bumper. I told you last time I brought my car and got the tranny flush, baby. A little tranny yeah, flushing. They're... We love tranny flushing.
6: Yeah. Well, sometimes they don't fit in the toilet. They don't go willingly. Well, you know, that's why
2: it. It's a, they they're usually, a, I got to tell
6: you about the training, plunger.
2: it's usually a two-flusher. Trannies oh. are a two-
8: ooh, Boom, baby!
6: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's funny because it's true.
2: Car's driving great, though. That's one of the, the, the thing is, is that I actually kind of noticed that it's driving better. Like, oh, you know, okay, whatever you're doing, fine. Mm. That's that's where I shake out. Anything you need, if you're in Broward County, get your ass over there. It's just off of I-95, take Atlantic, make the uh, make the left turn on to Andrews, right turn on to third, and you're right there. 60 seconds off the driveway. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. You click on the box in the top row that says, Don't You See SoFlo Grubithon? That's the name. On there, you will see on my page every show I've ever done. Excuse me. We've ever done. Every show uh-huh. we have ever done. There's a link for each and every show because it is available to be downloaded or listened Mm -hmm. to for free, although I'm getting a lot of fucking spilkis. It's starting to feel like kidney punches from various people. Mm -hmm. You need to get a podcast. You need to get your own podcast. Why don't you have a podcast? That's what this is, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, like, because that probably is going to take considerably more (laughs) work than this.
6: What do they think a podcast is? Yeah. Uh, that's what this is. It's on iTunes. It's it's uh, you know it's it's up there.
2: Yeah. What's a, you know? You put it
6: in your iPod and you sorry, listen to it. That's yeah, what it is. <laughs> that's exactly it.
2: And above the link for each show, you're going to see a list of every song played on that show. So you're going to see every song I've ever played. And I just went through that. You gave me that new list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You know what? I finally went through it. Maybe a week Sortable. ago. It's. I got to tell you something.
6: It's a big list, and it's, you've had very few repeats, I have to I,
2: say. Yeah, I, I really have. That was the thing. And there are some songs that just beg to be played more than once. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to fucking oh, tell you.
6: Most people have a 20-song playlist that they stay within. I mean, come on. Right on you know, love. Proletariats I'm talking about.
2: You're driving all night. Your hand's hands wet on the wheel. Shut up and crash the car already, for God fucking sakes. There my friend was like, you know, uh, they, they're, of all the rock bands, they have been around the longest with the exact same lineup. I'm like, you're saying that to me like it's a fucking good thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, pal. I don't know what you else see, to they're tell They're you.
6: lucky your audience hasn't afforded records yet.
2: They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> still using eight tracks,
6: these people. If they're that lucky. and
2: Twilight Zone. They're two big hits. I saw them to get booed yeah. off the stage actually once, which is <laughs> totally appropriate. <laughs> I did. I actually saw Yeah, I, yeah, I saw them yeah. get booed off the stage, man. So at the top of the uh, page, you're going to see a description of the show. There's a link for Precision Auto Works. You click on that. It takes you right to their site. Everything you need. Mention the Groovathon. There is a discount. You're not going to need it because he gets the job done right. And he's not looking to rip you off. The best thing about Dave, man, that's what I love. He doesn't need to make sure something else is going to break. After mm. he fixes one thing, he doesn't, you know, set something else up so you'll be back in a month. He's got work. He's, you know, he's got the he's got work, baby. He's got people coming in there, and that means it's time for the drive groove. And for Dave, I decided to start this show off, okay, with a group called Gloria Wa- Walker and the Chevelles. Yeah, baby, because he's a Chevelle guy. It's the drive groove on SofloRadio.com.
4: Sad songs. Yes, I do. Well, then you're going to love this because this is the saddest song you ever heard. (laughs) If it wasn't for you, it'd probably roll up and die. (laughs) But this is about a felon that's broke back, okay? I'm laid back in the sack, Jack. On my back in the sack. Jack, cause I
8: cracked
4: the sack really, Jack, bad news, I really blew a fuse, Jack, got the blues, can't even tie my shoes, Jack, cause when you're all laid up attraction, traction, cut your action just a fraction, Jack. Sack, Jack. Cause I crack. Sack really act, Jack. Bad news. Can't even time my shoes, Jack. <laughs> Got the blues. Can't even time my shoes, Jack. Cause when you're all up in traction, cause your wax is just a fraction.
2: <laughs> there you go man how you like that man jerry reed and bb king in the sack that is from the jerry reed tv show and this was you know last week i was talking about i played the uh, tom jones janice joplin song and i was talking about all the great stuff from these 70s you know there variety really shows show and i was saying you 70s, know yeah. what's the name of that guy he's one of my favorite <laughs> guitar players there you go, Jerry. We love Jerry Reed. Yes, we do. Groove Don loves Jerry Reed. Before that, Coliseum 2 War Dance from the album War Dance 1977. That, is, uh, that was their final album. There was actually Coliseum, and then there was Coliseum 2. Kind of John Heisman's uh, little project there. He was originally with John Mills' Blues Breakers. And that, of course, has got uh, Gary Moore on guitar. So a little bit more of a shout-out. I was turned on to that band by... My friend, Duncan Wheeler, when I was living in Ireland. So that was all great. Before that, check this song out. Dennis Coffey doing Scorpio from the album Evolution came out in 1971. That song has been fucking sampled by everybody. Everybody. Public Enemy, LL Cool J. Everybody who's done that. But this guy, Dennis Coffey, Dennis Coffey, he um He's actually a Uper. He's from Upper Michigan. Okay. The Uper region. So shout out to Chambo over there. And he was a member of the Funk Brothers who did all that. You know, they were all mm-hmm. the the, guy, the studio guys from Motown. Motown and stuff like that. This guy, Dennis Coffey, was basically the guy who brought in the distortion guitar into the studio. Okay. And, you know, he was kind of the one. He was the first one to do that on these you know, on these songs that the Funk Brothers played on, including a couple of my all-time favorites by The Temptations. He's on both Ball of Confusion and Psychedelic Shack. Mm-hmm. Boom! Ba- As a matter of fact, you don't have to do anything else but having but but that. If you're the guitar player on those two songs, that's a career, it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there you go, a little Dennis Carvey there. Before that, interesting guy, Lowell Folsom. Uh, the song is called "The Thing." It's a 45. Only came out as a 45. It's uh, he's one of these kind of great studio and then solo guitar players from the 50s and 60s. I got this uh, tr- this uh, collection. It's called uh, Northern Soul, and basically, it's not Northern Soul. Okay, Northern Soul was a uh uh. It was like it was kind of a dance craze thing in England, and what they were doing up in the northern part of England um, was dancing and going to these dance halls and dancing to, like, the blues mm-hmm. and, and R&B that was coming out of America. Okay. But this guy's from fucking California is where I grew up. It's not Northern Salt. So they completely screwed up the title of that, but because it was, you know, a trend, that's what they were calling it mm-hmm. back in the day in England. So there you go. And kicking off the set, Gloria Walker and the Chevelle. Mm. Yeah, baby. That's how you start off a drive groove, baby. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Chevelle. You hit the spot, baby. That's a 45 from the early 70s. There is a fantastic site that I stumbled across. It's called Dusty Grooves. Right. Dusty Grooves. And it's all of these 45s and albums that really don't get played a lot. You kind of hear them. And there used to be this thing, you know, I remember. Uh, digging in the Crates, the DITC crew, the Digging in the Crates crew. These are the guys that would go around all the record stores try and find these albums to sample. Mm-hmm. And now you can just do it online. It's like, you know, YouTube is my version of Digging in the Crates. There you go. And so I stumbled across this, and there's some. He's got some fantastic stuff on that site. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the first song that I played was uh, Sam IRL. Um, it's part of, you know, the breakbeat collection I got laying around. It's called Keep Talking. Sam IRL is one of these DJs. And the song that he samples is the song I'm going to get every get us out of here with. It's a song by uh, John Schofield, one of my all-time favorite guitar players, one of the rarest, uh, in my opinion, of instrumentalists in that he is an auteur mm-hmm. such that any song he's on That sound that he gets is his and his alone. Nobody else can sounds like John Schofield. And every song he's on, that's the sound. That is, you know, he takes it over, you know, in a way that the director, you know, you know who's directing the movie. Same thing with this. And I saw, uh, I was working at a place called Free Rides, an advertising Mm -hmm. agency in New York. And uh, I used to get a lot of, you know, promos, a lot of stuff like that. And I got a promo of a go-go, which is the album that it's on. And a friend of mine at the time, Samantha Black, worked for Verve. And that was the label he was on. And he was doing a live show. So I, you know, Sam, can you hook me up? And it was at Iridium, which is where, you know, I saw Les Paul at Iridium.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't will tell you something right there. And, um, and she's like, sure, you know, you're on plus one. And so I took my half-brother, Dan, with me. We were both in New York. He was, at the time, he was running uh, his recording studio, Crowded Air. And, he, and at the time, John Legend was in the studio with him. He's the guy that my brothers like, put John Legend in his mm-hmm. studio. And so that's the only show that I've ever gone to with my brother, Dan, was the John Schofield show uh, back in, I guess, 98. Maybe 99, somewhere. Okay. 98, 99, somewhere in there on the A Go-Go tour. And so when I heard that that riff, I knew that was going to get sampled. Well, 15, 16, 17 years later, ba-boom, sampled it was. So, you know, I like that kind of stuff. And I'm a huge John Schofield fan, so I can't resist Getting us out of here on that one. Hey, baby, 68. Yeah. In the bag. That's it. You're, you're telling me, you know, what is a podcast? This is a podcast. Stop bugging me about a podcast. What
6: do they think you it is? You can
2: download this. You, you can, know what the yeah. difference between
6: us and a podcast is? Podcast costs money, bitches. No, this, they, they don't know what a podcast is if they don't think this is one. This is? This, yeah. yeah. And, and, and more. And more. Yeah. You know,
2: that was the thing I was talking <laughs> about. You know, I only... I've only literally listened to one full podcast. It was the Joe mm. Rogan show. And the reason I did it is- How do you
6: receive that podcast? I looked at it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I right. watched it on you YouTube. you could be on YouTube if you yeah, want. Yeah, I be. could they, be. Maybe they think a podcast is a YouTube video. Well, that's the
2: thing, though. It's, it's him and another guy mm. sitting there. And so they have two cameras set up one, you know, on the other guy. In this case, it was Wheeler Walker, and one on him. I'll tell you something. You know, and we like Joe Rogan. We, You know, he's yeah, funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Funny guy. He's, he's yeah, got here. some wisdom, he's right? Got, yeah, got, he's got some game going on. Mm-hmm. But I launched the show, and there were a couple of things that struck me. One, on the wall right behind him, he's got, like, these two montages of uh, one of Elvis Presley and the other of Jimi Hendrix, like, you know, a montage of mugshots. Yet, he has a two-hour show with no music. Hey, fuck dick! Okay, yeah. don't put that up there and tease me yeah. with the thought that I'm going to hear Elvis Presley... Or Jimi Hendrix. Mm. Now, what I heard was he, you and Wheeler Walker talking he, for two hours. And, he, and here's the thing mm-hmm. one hour of it was fluff. It was just yeah. fluff. It's them humming a humming a humming mm-hmm. in between subjects. You know what we do here? Substance. We, yeah, we el- we eliminate the humming a humming a, and we and play fucking it. stone Groove, cold yeah. fucking grooves, baby. That's what I call, po- you know, something for everybody. Do you know what I'm saying over here? See. Very diverse, baby. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to come back in two weeks. Actually, I got a dentist thing coming up, so I may have to delay this All right. an extra week. I got I got some serious dental shit about to happen. Although, Good. you know, My doc, Dr. Miguel, he says, you know what? We knock you out when you come in in the morning, and when you leave, you're done. Okay. One day, you won't even notice. The next day, it'll be like they were always there. Really? All right. Okay, if you say so. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I keep saying. We're going to come back in a couple weeks, and we're going to try and do the exact same thing. Thing again, just a little, a smidgen, just a little bit better. As always, though, for myself and Gramps Master Flash, Los Georges, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
0: from the beautiful
8: city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.